Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 5, titled Comment. And before anyone says anything, yes, that is actually the title of the episode. I confirmed this with multiple sources. It feels like a typo, it feels like gibberish, but it's really not. Uh, For some reason, that's what they titled the episode. I don't know, maybe it's some Russian word, I don't know. It's... I don't know words. I don't know words. All I know is I've looked twice at this episode title, but it is indeed the episode. It is not any form of typo. Okay. I'll be honest right out of the gate. It is at this point that the episodic nature of early Americans is starting to wear pretty thin... And I'm starting to remember why I felt like season one of the Americans was the weakest. Like, I'm kind of ready for them to go more serialized like they do in late season one, like they do in seasons two, three, four onward. But that being said, this is still a good episode. Like, I'm not saying that anything in this is not good. I'm just saying, like, the episodic nature starting to deflate enthusiasm a bit. Uh, But I know that it's gonna go into serialization later on, sort of as the show became more of an established deal. But this is still, on its own, a very good episode. Uh, I found myself very intrigued with this storyline of trying to break through FBI encryption. And I like sort of the core premise behind it, where they're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. They're doing it because they need to meet, like, an incredibly distraught agent who's just spiraling out of control because his wife died. And, like, doesn't know what he's doing anymore, is making a ton of mistakes, being very sloppy, uh, flailing around a bit, uh, having the jitters, as that one dude says. (laughs) Which, by the way, I love his representation of the jitters. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Uh, But I love that to meet with this agent, we first have to figure out how the FBI is encrypting their signals, encrypting their, their deal, then break through that encryption, then set the meet. Uh, so what we end up getting is this heist, essentially, of getting the encryption deal from the trunk of an FBI car, 
Uh, cause apparently they're like carrying this tech around with them all the time. Like it's fully portable. So we get this like really tense, very well crafted heist in this, uh, in this auto repair place after, <laughs> after Philip causes a bit of a car wreck. Like an Elizabeth sort of sneakily climbing across the cars into the FBI trunk. And then unexpe- unexpectedly, unexpectedly, <laughs> unexpectedly the car drives away too soon and Elizabeth's trapped in it and then she has to sort of just get out and walk away. <laughs> just sort of do this like low profile escape. Uh, it's very clever. It's very well crafted. And all of this, all of this, they break the encryption. They get through to it. Uh, through means that I'll talk about in a second. The FBI figures this out and changes the encryption codes. So what do they do? How do they rectify this? They then decide, eh, whatever, and kill this agent. They then decide that shit is way too hot. Even the uh, ballistic missile countermeasure intel that they've been getting from this guy. Going back to that ballistic missile shield that we have been talking about. I ran out of breath somehow. My my throat just, like, closed and opened again. <laughs> what the hell happened there? I unintentionally choked myself. But going back to that ballistic missile shield that we've been talking about for a few episodes now. That doesn't matter anymore. Who cares? Just kill that guy. Because he's becoming way too much of a problem. And now we don't even have uh, the FBI encryption codes to really determine if it's safe safe to meet. He's already there. He's already ready to meet. So, shoot him in the head. So, Elizabeth just goes, shoots him in the head, and then just walks away. Like, it's a very clever story. But, I think it is way more significant... For Nina than Philip and Elizabeth. Like, this is very much a Nina-centric episode. Because Stan and Nina, like, have these talks about, like, hey, we gotta know when this meet's happening. We gotta know what the deal is here. And then Nina proceeds to give the dude's handler... Multiple blowjobs. Proceeds to have sex with that one handler dude multiple times in order to get said information. And I love the, the scene when Nina's given all this information to Stan. And Stan asks, how'd you get all this? And Nina says, I sucked his cock. Just like you told me to. And Stan's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I never said anything like that. And it's like, there's this moment of genuine horror where Stan's like, I I never said that. I would never ask you to do that. 
Like, what the hell? Like, it's this moment of shock. Like, wait, what? <laughs> How'd you go from point A to point B? But hey, it worked. It 100% worked. They got the uh, nature of the meat, uh, the time of the meat. And then Gad, like an idiot, changed the encryption codes immediately. Hey, uh, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Just a quick thought. Maybe you should change those encryption codes after the sensitive meat you're trying to infiltrate? Maybe, just maybe. Just a thought. Just an idea. Gad's an idiot. Gad's the dumbest person. And he destroyed this entire thing for Stan and Nina. Nina gave multiple blowjobs for nothing. Because of this dude. What a moron. And. By making this discovery so public. Uh, we now have the totally out there discovery by the Russians that they have a mole in the embassy. Somebody's talking. Now, I don't know who. We don't know. There's nothing to point to Nina right now, but they know someone's talking. So, Nina is right now on the path to getting royally screwed. There's also this really great subplot that covers a very small portion of this episode, but is very significant nonetheless. Uh, Elizabeth getting intel from this one guy, and apparently this dude... Really into whipping women. Really into beating the shit out of women as he's having sex with them. And uh, he's doing this to Elizabeth. And it is so uncomfortable to watch. It is so brutally uncomfortable to watch. Like, I almost had to get up and walk away for a second as I was watching this scene. Thankfully, it ended just before I felt the need to do that. But I got very close to doing that. And Elizabeth comes home. Philip sees these marks on her back, these bruises on her back, and has the very reasonable reaction of, I'm going to kill that asshole. Like, he just... He grabs a gun and is about to leave to kill him. And Elizabeth basically just gets really pissed off at him. Like, hey, I, I can do my own stuff. I can fight my own battles. You don't have to do this crap for me. And they end up having a bit of a disagreement, with that, which then leads to Elizabeth talking about how she wants to wake up and not have to worry. Uh, talks about how, like, she's enormously stressed about all the things they have to do. 
And I especially love how this relates to the ending, where uh, Philip finds out about the mole. Philip is told about the mole. And then he goes home to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth's like, Oh, what did Claudia say? And Philip's like, eh, I'll tell you in the morning. Like, just relieving a little bit of stress for one night. Which is nice. Which is very, very nice. It's a it's a cute little moment. Uh, we also get some tiny little nuggets of stuff with Martha. Uh, so, first off, we find out that Amador, I remembered his name! I remembered the character's name. I no longer have to call him Sitwell from the Marvel movies. Amador uh, and Martha had a bit of a small relationship in there, and Amador is very bitter about the fact that that relationship has come to a close. And, uh, by design, Martha and Clark, quote-unquote, who's really Philip in disguise, uh, have a bit of romantic tension. Uh, they share a kiss, which is immediately followed by Clark vehemently protesting. No, no, we can't. We can't do this. We we can't be romantic. No, no, we, we can't do this. No, it's it can't happen. Be pretty uh be pretty good for the intel if it did happen, but no 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 we it can't happen. It can it can't happen. Uh, so we got some stuff boiling in the background with Martha. Uh, and we'll talk about that as it evolves over uh, the next few episodes. Uh, so yeah, this was a fine episode. Uh, nothing amazing about it, but solid. Solid nonetheless. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 6. Talk to you then.